arts news from around the area. Welcome to the Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, promoting and supporting the arts, arts organizations, and artists throughout Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Well, good morning and welcome to Creative Cafe. I'm Kristen Chesick with the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. And I have with me in the studio this morning, Mike Diopian. Depoyan. Depoyan. I was close. And Randy close. James, uh, board president and vice president, respectively, of the Kalamazoo Valley Blues Association, which produces Blues Bash, which is coming up, but you guys do a lot of other things. So good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's your favorite morning beverage? Well, I had this hot coffee here this morning, <laughs> and at lunch it's usually a cold brew. So. Right. <laughs> okay, so coffee, yeah, coffee hot, cup, coffee. Hot coffee is life giving. But I'll, I'll go straight black for me. Just no cream. Just yeah, black yeah, coffee. Black coffee. Good. Good. Easy. Simple. Keeps you going. We like that around here. So, Mike, how did you become involved in the Kalamazoo Valley Blues Association? Well, I started out as a volunteer. I moved here from Chicago over 20 years ago and uh, discovered the Blues uh, blues Fest downtown here in Kalamazoo. Um, it's before the Arcadia Creek Festival site was even there. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of amazing bands. I stopped over to the membership desk and signed up to be a member. Asked how I could help. They handed me a capron and pointed me towards the uh, beer tent and said, you can help pour beers. Pour so. beers. All right. Well, that's great. Randy, yeah. how about you? Uh, I've known a lot of folks in and around the KVBA for a number of years and um, been to many of the Blues Fests that uh, Mike was talking about there. And uh, Actually, Mike, when he became president, they held a meet and greet, and I popped in to say hello and see what I could do, and they kind of roped me in. Oh, okay. So you were voluntold. I was voluntold, absolutely. Yes. Uh, well, it's great. a great organization. How long has um, the association been around? Since 94. 94? Yes. Huh? So, Very um, respectable. Almost 20 years. It'll be yeah. 20 years next year. We'll have yeah. something to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. 30. 30. 30, 30, yeah, 30, 30 years? Yeah. yeah. The math checks out there, but yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's a long, rich tradition and history of blues in Kalamazoo, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And offering up as much time and energy as you guys do um, to an all-volunteer organization, which I will point out, that takes uh, quite a passion for blues and music. So maybe, Mike, I'll start with you. Sure. What drew you to music and then maybe particularly the blues? Um, yeah, started playing guitar as a teenager and was okay. pretty much in you know, the what we now call classic rock era. <laughs> and I ended up sort of tracing, back, tracing that back to the blues and really discovering that the blues has influenced pop music from Elvis to uh, rhythm and blues and soul and even country. Right. And what about you, Randy? Yeah, very similar. I'm, I started playing guitar in college, and I've always been a rock and roll fan, listening to my dad's records back in the day we had anything from Zeppelin to Bob Seger on vinyl yeah. at all times. And, you know, understanding where that music really got its origins and starts. And you mm-hmm. know, Stevie Ray Vaughan is one of my favorites. And um, blues rock is where I short, sort of grew up. Right, right. So perfect that you found the uh, KVBA and are now in charge. 
That's yes, great. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I know. And looking for yeah. others to uh, <laughs> to succeed us. Yeah. Yeah. Only for at, a at moment. Some point. Yes, 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 exactly. Yes. Well, uh, the KVBA is a membership organization, as I understand it. Correct. Um, you guys hold a festival, and you also have education and scholarship program as well. I want to talk about all of these things, um, starting with how the KVBA came to be. I can um, take that one. Uh, so the KVBA came to be in 1993, 1994, a group of blues musicians and other musicians here in Kalamazoo just wanted to formalize the organization, really. And uh, it, it, probably the first and most visible mm -hmm. um, event has been the Blues Fest, which was 26 years running, I'm told, the longest festival in Kalamazoo, 26 years running up until uh, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to get a multi-day fest back, but in the meantime, the, uh, the bash, the one-day bash at Old Dog Tavern has been, it's been great. Well, that's great, great. Uh, and it's a membership organization, as I mentioned before. Can we talk a little bit about uh, when you become a member? What, what does that entail? Yeah, so members are really what drives us, and um, they um, sign up on our website. Uh, there's some membership links and stuff on there, and uh, they can also sign up as members at some of the various events we have around town during the year. We always have a membership booth and a table with uh, mm -hmm. merchandise, and also some of our volunteers can tell them what we're all about. And um, right now, when you sign up, you get a free harmonica with your membership, so that's pretty cool. You play a, little, right. a couple blues licks right as soon as you become a member. Absolutely. That's great. So uh, your members are performing musicians then? Is that the intent? Well, some of them are. We have bands that become members of KVBA, and um, really our mission is keeping the blues alive. And so uh, we, we look to help out musicians and venues in town and partner mm -hmm. with local events. Um, but our members are folks that love the blues, and they want to stay in touch with the blues and help keep the blues alive. And their membership dollars go toward the events that we put on. And keeping okay. the blues alive in Kalamazoo. In Kalamazoo. That's great. Let's discuss a little bit about your education program because I know that um, for a lot of organizations, uh, keeping whatever it is that they're supporting alive begins with that education. So what does that mean for um, the Kalamazoo Valley Blues Association? Sure, we've got a couple things there. Um, so a number of years ago, um, one of our members came to us who had a blues in school program uh -huh. where they would go to schools and provide a half hour lesson, kind of history, and in some cases demonstration of the blues yeah. uh, and, and what that meant. And it, it, it declined, as you can imagine, around uh, the time of the pandemic. So, um, so we're revamping that right now. And some of the things that we will include is, is a way to uh, provide instruments mm -hmm. to, uh, to students and just to continue to educate students on keeping the blues alive. Right. Yeah, I think you nailed it there. It starts with education, and mm -hmm. it starts with introducing young folks to the genre, and um, music in general is so hugely beneficial. I mean, I've benefited from it for my whole life, and you know, my kids uh, love music, playing piano, learning about music and stuff, and so if we can expose them to the blues and keep the blues alive through schools, that's, that's kind of part of our core mission. That's great. Okay, so you're talking to a theater background person. So talk to me a little bit about the differences between blues and maybe jazz or blues and rock and roll. Sure. Um, so as, as I mentioned, the blues is the foundation mm -hmm. of many of those uh, genres. And so there could be similarities in the rhythm, in the melody, mm -hmm. in the intensity. 
and then just interpreted in different ways. If you think about Elvis, many of his songs had blues influences. Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. many of their songs had well, blues influences. And there was those four lads from over in Liverpool. Oh, the Beatles uh, yeah, had some blues influences. They had a little bit of blues influence. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. uh, they they formed a bond over their love of Muddy Waters. And sure, yeah, and it's it's a true American art form. So and, it is a uh, distinct American art form. Yeah, it really is. Okay. Jazz to me is a little more obscure, okay. maybe complex, yeah. Um, and other genres might be a little bit less. Some are more exciting, mm-hmm. uh, so there can be a blues song that's kind of you know, slow mm-hmm. and dynamic, and there's others that are very uplifting and gotcha. celebratory. It tends to be a storytelling device. You know, you use the blues to tell the story, and you use the blues to heal. Um, so the blues music is is just kind of in the core of uh, of Americana for me. Sure. And so uh, thinking pre-pandemic, because I know you've had a, a recent break in being able to be in the classroom education-wise, is was it more of a hands-on um, approach for the kids, or I mean, what was what was the approach to bring blues into the classroom? It varied. I think if it was in a traditional classroom, um, it might have been more of a presentation. And we, you know, might include PowerPoint and, and mm-hmm. the, uh, the facilitator may have played an instrument. But I've actually been able to facilitate it to a music, uh, <clears throat> a music class. Uh-huh. And that was pretty exciting because uh, we, I was able to at least teach a couple chords to those that had a guitar or a piano or something, and then there was drums, so we able we were able to kind of put a little jam session together within <laughs> about an hour, and sure. you know actually play a blues song. And so. and you can take it anywhere from kindergartners who just want to have like a, a petting zoo with the instruments, uh, mm-hmm. let them put their hands on a guitar or get them a harmonica and let them blow some notes anywhere up to like Mike said, working with working musicians in classrooms, even partnering with Western. Michigan University or whatever we can do to, to reach students where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pre-pandemic, that's easier in the classroom. Pandemic put a little hold on that. Um, we tried to stay active virtually, do some things online, but mm-hmm. um, now we're looking to get back out in the community as much as we can. So if anybody's listening that uh, <laughs> has a passion for music and the blues and teaching, you know, come see us because we'd love to get back into the classrooms and start getting these kids with their hands on these instruments. Sure, sure. Well, good. We have to take a short break. When we get back, we'll continue our conversation with Mike DePoyan. All right. And Randy James of the Kalamazoo Valley Blues Association. We'll be right back. Are you a student, artist, musician, actor, theater technician, producer, or director? Are you new to the art scene in Kalamazoo County? Or maybe you've been an artistic mainstay in the community for years. No matter what discipline you engage in or how experienced you are, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo has resources for you. Becoming a member provides an avenue to connect with your peers, access to grants and sponsorship resources, as well as free promotional tools to get the word out about you and your work. Membership is open to students, individuals, and organizations. There's even a special pricing for educational institutions. To find out more about becoming a member of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, go to their website at kalamazooarts.org and click the Membership tab. That's kalamazooarts.org and click the Membership tab. You won't be sorry. This message provided by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. This is WKZO. 
You're listening to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. And we're back. You're listening to Creative Cafe. I'm Kristen Chesick, and I am here with Mike DePoyan and Randy James, the Kalamazoo Valley Blues Association. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for having us. Before the break, we were talking about education uh, programming pre-pandemic that you guys were doing in schools. We talked a little bit about um, the genre of blues, kind of where it came from and how to think about it. Uh, and it occurred to me during break, I just wonder, are there specific instruments that are maybe integral to blues when we think about blues and people playing the blues? Yeah, I mean, it's a, to me, the blues can be played in a variety of ways. And um, if you think of traditionally what is a blues band, you're probably going to picture guitars, um, maybe some keyboards, probably a harmonica. Um, but blues can be played on pretty much anything, and, and blues comes from you know the the soul. It's telling the story. It's telling your your pain, and it's telling your life. And you can do that with any instrument that's near you. Um, and we think about the origins of the blues, and it comes from some of the poorer communities, some of the people that were down on their luck and couldn't really afford new guitars, couldn't afford fancy instruments. So they would grab whatever they could make noise with jugs, washbins, anything, and. We were, uh, Mike and I were down at the International Blues Competition in Memphis, and there was a jug band that made it to the finals, and it just kind of blew my mind and really opened me up to the possibility that, that music is music, and you can you can make music with pretty much anything. Right, right. So the whole band, it was just jugs. It, they had jugs, they had, there was an accordion, it was wild, it was it blew oh, my wow. mind. They were playing blues on the accordion, and then... They were French too, right? I mean, there I was, think so, yeah. yeah, there was an international French blues band, and they uh-huh. played jug music, and it was just—it was great. It was amazing. And, oh, that and, is amazing. You know, when you boil it down to its core, it's the, the blues is the blues, no matter how you express it. Sure, sure. We talked a little bit before the break about education. Um, I also understand that you have a scholarship program. Can you talk a little bit about that? We do. About ten years ago or so, uh, one of our uh, very active and engaged uh, members that was a musician passed away and his family, the Peters, um, created a, a scholarship program and partnered with the KVBA to do that. His name is uh, Bob Boogie Woogie Peters. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's the uh, Boogie Woogie Peters Scholarship uh-huh. and uh, we have targeted uh, seniors who've already been accepted into music okay. programs. Uh, into uh, college music programs and that may be revamped a bit uh-huh. as well as you know kind of changing things around after the pandemic but just to improve it in terms of the audience and sure and, and you know potentially the funding amount okay so uh so that would be what uh, rising freshmen in college or seniors mm-hmm. in high school seniors and seniors, yes, seniors in high, high school, school. Yes, are today. eligible do they go to your website to check out how to apply for the scholarship yes kbba org kvba.org we actually uh recently have <clears throat> named not publicly yes <laughs> the okay. winner of this year's competition okay. All right. and he or she they will be um announced formally at the uh blues, blues bash, bash live at old dog tavern on okay. august 19th all mm-hmm. right so another yeah. reason to go to blues another bash. reason yeah, yeah absolutely yeah your website lists 26 different local blues bands that, mm-hmm. um, are they all members? 
Yeah, um, well, you know, again, we're trying to keep the blues alive. And so mm-hmm. anybody that wants to become a member of the blues uh, community around here can sign up a, mm-hmm. as an individual or as a family or as a band. And gotcha. we love to promote our local bands. We love to help put on shows and, and book them for those gigs. And they've been amazing playing in our Winter Blues series for us, um, raising money for the KVBA and and uh, keeping our core mission of keeping the blues alive going. Right. 20, 26 bands is a lot when you think about the population of Kalamazoo mm-hmm. and just kind of who we are as a community. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not New York City. We're not uh, even a Detroit or Chicago. And yet we have that many blues bands in Kalamazoo. That's what, what do you? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. What, do you, um, what do you think about that in terms of why that might be? I can share a story. Yeah. I grew up in Chicago, as I mentioned, and I had a uh, Gibson guitar. And it, it had a hollow yeah. body, mm-hmm. and there was a label on the inside. And like anything else, if it was a car or whatever, uh, any you know teenager might have. I knew this thing from every 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 inch of it. Yeah. And the address two twenty five Parsons, yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Kalamazoo, Michigan, stuck gotcha. in my mind. Yeah. Okay. And so this being the home of the greatest guitar ever built, and really Gibson is known worldwide mm-hmm. as as one of the best guitars. Um, so to me, this is the home of Gibson and should be surrounded by music. And it could be, you know, the Nashville of blues. Or, right. <laughs> right. Um, and, and, and so I'm, I'm super excited that there is such a pool of talent uh-huh. here in Kalamazoo. Um, and, you know, as, as we talked about the overlapping of genres, Every every band that might be mentioned as a blues band isn't a you know hardcore purist blues band. There might be some um, overlap between mm-hmm. rhythm and blues and some signs of soul or even even country. Uh, <clears throat> but it, as music lovers and music promoters, yeah. uh, you know we we absolutely uh, you know advocate all types of music. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, Kalamazoo has a long, rich history of music tradition, you know, and I think the blues goes way back even before KBBA did the festival downtown and um, live, rich, lively entertainment downtown, which is starting to come back post-pandemic, and we want to continue to strengthen that, work with the venues, work with all the partners that we have, the wonderful uh, partners that have been helping us keep the blues alive Mm -hmm. and, and just keep pushing that forward. Yeah. Speaking of which, we've alluded to it a couple times, but Blues Bash live at Old Dog Tavern is coming. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Super excited for that one. Yeah. yeah. August 19th. Uh-huh. It's going to be an all-day festival at Old Dog Tavern, downtown Kalamazoo. We have tickets on sale now at uh, the kvba.org website. And you get an amazing lineup, including some awesome talent from the local area. Mm-hmm. Um, Downriver Dan is from the Jackson, Detroit area. Okay. He's played a lot of clubs around here. You might have seen him. And um, Five Second Rule um, it has a lot of uh, local blues veterans in it that have formed a, a band that are going to play for us. And we've got Deuce and a Quarter coming out of Columbus, Ohio. They actually just made the finals in the um, IBC competition down in Memphis, the International Blues Competition. So pretty awesome stuff. We're happy for them and so excited for them to come up to Kalamazoo. Yeah. And and then we've got Anika Chambers and Paul Delorier, um, just amazing musicians, husband and wife team that are going to really just put on a great show for us. And the the main headliner, Victor Wainwright, which um, you can't get much better than that. Victor Wainwright. (laughs) Grammy nominee, uh, so many blues awards. Victor Wainwright and the train will close out the night for us. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a wonderful lineup. And at some point, you'll also be announcing the winner of the scholarship 
for the year, mm -hmm. absolutely, which will be great. Um, so you mentioned it. Uh, tickets for the event are at kvba.org. Okay, so Kalamazoo Valley Blues Association.org. Kvba. Yep, kvba.org. Yep. So just the four letters.org. Yep, exactly. You guys make it very simple. That's we try nice. to keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, if I'm looking to support you, obviously I want to buy a ticket. I want to go see mm -hmm. Blues Bash because um, and and some of the other events that you put on during the year. How else can I support the KVBA? You're doing it right now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. How so, can our listeners I support as well? That. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So really, it takes a community, a community of uh, of members mm -hmm. of. Uh, friends volunteers. that support, mm -hmm. uh, volunteers that support mm -hmm. the KVBA as well, um, donors, mm -hmm. we've got individual donors, as well as uh, more of a corporate sponsor uh, opportunities. Okay. Um, and and we're, we're blessed with many this mm -hmm. year. If uh, I want to donate to you, can I go to your website and do that as well? Is you that, sure can. Yeah? Okay. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Great. And you mentioned sponsorship. I know you had a, did you have a golf outing earlier? We, we did. We had okay. a golf outing in June. We call it... Uh, Blues, birdies, birdies, birdies and bogeys, and blues. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> okay, that, that's pretty fun. <laughs> and you'd be surprised. We had 96 golfers this yeah. year oh, wow. show up, and yeah, uh, yeah very, very generous uh, with their with their donations. It's, and it was it's a such a fun day. We find fundraiser. unique ways to incorporate blues throughout the day. We have uh -huh. people playing blues on the porch of the the main facility there, and um, a blues band following after dinner, and uh, oh, just a really great. a great day of golf fellowship and blues. Yep. Yeah. In the winter, we have our what we call our winter blues series, where mm -hmm. we've usually got two local blues bands uh, playing on the second Sunday of each month, so December, January, February, March. And then we have a, another uh, show in April called the Spring Fling, so we try to keep things going. Right. Usually about two bands uh, per venue okay. a month, and those are all local bands that we all right. bring in. Yeah. So the next thing is Blues Bash, though, August 19th. August 19th, yep. All day. Um, I'm sorry, Blues Bash Live at Old Dog Tavern. That's right, I'll get yes. the whole thing oh, up. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And get your tickets online. Uh, the The price will go up at the day of the event. Okay. So right now their um, pre-sale online is $25 per ticket, which is an amazing price for the, the bands that you're going to see at that event. Um, Old Dog Tavern is going to have some amazing food and drink opportunities, and then you can bring your own chair. Um, if you've never been to Old Dog, it's got an amazing um, backyard that has a stage in the, in the back corner that is just really cool spot to see live music in downtown Kalamazoo. So, right, all right. I've been speaking this morning with Mike Depoyan and Randy James, the board president and vice president, respectively, of the Kalamazoo Valley Blues Association. Thanks, you guys, for coming out this morning, and good luck to you on a wonderful blues bash. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. Summer is almost over, but the arts are still growing strong. Whether it's a live outdoor concert, a riveting piece of theater, or a beautiful ballet, Kalamazoo has everything you'd want in an arts and culture scene. In fact, arts and culture have always been a cornerstone of what makes Kalamazoo a great place to work and live. As a service organization, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo has been proud to serve Kalamazoo since 1966. And they're still here serving artist organizations and connecting artists to our community. If you want to know what's happening in the local arts scene, please visit the website kalamazooarts.org and click on the calendar to plan on your next experience. That's kalamazooarts.org. And help amplify the arts in our community. Now you know. Please... Join us next week for another installment of The Creative Cafe, brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo.